welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. And we are Nationals on demand sports.network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. The region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash atoz. And our friends at Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the entire mid-state for all of your equipment needs. Murfreesboro, Columbia, Franklin, online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, uh, you did Titans at 2 on Monday. You felt healthy enough to get back to that. But this is your first morning show since before the Titans played the Jags. It has been the longest, the longest 10 days. The longest. That is weird that that was like 10 days ago. (laughs) Yes. And so the Titans have fired Mike Rabel. A week ago on Wednesday morning, uh, the Tennessee Titans, or Zach and I got our first chance to respond and react to the news of the firing of Mike Grable. You've been busy uh, on a to zsports.com and also all over social media uh, with your uh, thoughts on this, reaction to this. But uh, we've, we do know, and just to kind of reset everything, right? The Titans have already completed four virtual interviews with candidates Mike McDonald of the Ravens, Mike Kafka of the Giants, Antonio Pierce of the Raiders, and Brian Callahan of the Cincinnati Bengals. They have already requested to interview these five, plus one more, Aaron Glenn, Lions DC, Ben Johnson, Lions OC, Dan Quinn of Dallas, Bobby Slowick and the Houston Texans, Brian Johnson of the Eagles. Thomas Brown, the Panthers offensive coordinator, was the 10th guy that they kind of, they did nine of those they sent out those requests in like a chunk of like a matter of two days or so. Uh, and then Thomas Brown came out like three or four days later, but he's, he's going to get an interview as well. Yes. Uh, and so the, the timeline of this is it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. In-person interviews with candidates whose seasons are over cannot start until January 22nd on Monday. And so what happens with the lions? What happens with, a couple of the, uh, the Ravens, right? Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Let's just make it easier on me. Uh, teams, uh, coaches whose teams are still alive in the playoffs. Mike McDonald, this team is still alive. Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, and Bobby Slowick uh, are also still playing in the divisional round. So we'll see what happens to the Ravens, the Lions, and the Texans this upcoming weekend. I guess one of those guys is guaranteed to be available for an in-person interview on Monday because the Texans and the Ravens play each other. Uh, Other than that, we'll have to continue with the virtual interviews for the Tennessee Titans. But Sam, um, there's a lot to unpack here. Like, are you, do you want to battle for Mike Vrabel? Do you want 45 seconds on the clock to say your piece about it? We we can do that. Let me, I won't even respond. Because I've That's said fine. everything, I've said everything I need to say about the Mike Vrabel stuff. But you have not had the ability on on this show, you know, Titans at two. You'd kind of, uh, I'm sure you'd kind of did your own thing about, um, you know, different topics. But do you want 45 seconds on the clock to say why you felt the way you felt last week about the Vrabel firing? 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, let me, as, uh, as Curtis said, let Sam have his variable moment. Let's get it out of the way. Let me talk about it real quick and we don't have to have a big debate, but ultimately right. where I fall, uh, on this, it, it all comes back to the overarching theme of direction. Um, and, and what I believe to be a cardinal sin that professional sports owners make all the time which is uh, failing to commit to direction and see a process through. There is no doubt that Mike Vrabel and Amy Adams Strunk did not see eye to eye behind the scenes. There's a lot going on more than just Amy's not happy with the football product. Amy fires head coach Mike Vrabel, who really wants to be here and really wants to be the head coach here. I'm not doubting that whatsoever, but the reason that the two of them are disconnected to begin with rests on Amy's shoulders, which with the way that she handled things, dating all the way back to the John Robinson firing, dating back to the hiring of Rand Carthon and the way that she was supposed to give Mike Vrabel more roster control and then potentially didn't and was supposed to include him in the hiring of the new general manager. And then we know didn't and hired her own candidate instead. And so the, the issue that I have Austin is that when you fired John Robinson, there was supposed to be this declaration of this is a roster issue, not a coaching issue. And we are committed to Mike Vrabel's vision for the future and building this thing Moving forward, you brought in a GM in Rand Carthon who was willing to collaborate with Mike Vrabel, said himself in this press conference, they had a shared vision and a multi-year vision for how to fix this thing. And they were operating under a multi-year, multi-step process. And then before you're able to see that vision through, before you're able to get to an off-season where they have legitimate <laughs> capital, where they have legitimate draft picks what are that we done two, just, we're at two minutes yeah that's fine okay. um, <laughs> before, before they're able to get there you now pull the plug and redirect your course and redirect your vision it doesn't have to be a Rand carthon thing versus a mike vrabel thing but it is very clear a pivot very clearly a pivot from where amy was just last december when she fired John Robinson. And that makes me genuinely concerned for how this organization moves going forward, who, where their direction is going forward. 12 months from now, if you haven't started winning yet, uh, I mean, uh, are you going to look to Rand Carthon and move on from Rand Carthon? Where does the line get drawn that you're willing to right. pick a vision and commit to a vision? I think that's where she dropped the ball. So I think there is an opportunity built into firing Mike Vrabel, which we're going to talk about here throughout this sure. head coaching search and an opportunity to potentially get more innovative and modernized on offense to build around a quarterback in Will Levis. But you did have a coach that you knew could win at the National Football League level and that you knew your locker room was extremely bought into. I'm not convinced the grass is necessarily greener it really depends on the candidate that they hire. So while there's an opportunity that they fail upwards, I think the way they've gone about the process is wrong. All right. So that was uh, three and a half minutes. So uh, of 45 seconds, we just stretched it out there 
a long time. But all right, I, had, I feel like Sam needed to say his piece. I'm not going to go into reaction. There's That's, a lot that Sam goes into it. Piece. I mean, That's it fine. really, it genuinely is a yeah. a more than meets the eye situation that requires a little bit more than 45 seconds sometimes. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. For, all right. So let's go ahead and get to the prediction of Dan Graziano of ESPN.com who went and gave his prediction for all of the head coach openings uh, so far, and there's seven of them. So Dan Graziano has head coach opening predictions for the Falcons, Panthers, Raiders, Chargers, Seahawks, Titans, and Commanders. We'll get to that for the Tennessee Titans next. Uh, But first, Sam, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to trust, and you can trust the Bone and Joint Institute. You don't want to fumble on your recovery. You just go see them out in Franklin at their state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery with everything all under one roof and one campus. It's a one-stop shop from clinic, rehab, surgery, imaging, testing. It's all there out in Franklin, so you're not driving all over Middle Tennessee to go to your different appointments. Uh, like I said, you you have to know who to trust whenever you have a serious injury that you're dealing with, and you can trust the great, reliable doctors over at the Bone and Joint Institute. Schedule your appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. And with BetMGM, you can always win big. We have multiple ways, two different ways to win for first-time users with BetMGM. Bonus code ATOZ Sports. Go big with your first bet up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Or if you don't want to go big, code ATOZ200. ATOZ200. You place a $5 money line wager on any pro football playoff game this upcoming weekend. And you immediately, instantly get $158 back in bonus bets, regardless of how that bet plays out. So that's ATOZ200, uh, a $5 money line wager on any pro football playoff game, gets you $158 back instantly in bonus bets right there with the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer, all promotions, several qualifications of the requirements. First online real money wager only, rewards issued, non dollar bonus bets, bonus bets expire in seven days uh, from issuance for problems. Game of Sport called Tennessee Redline 9789 All right, Sam, let's get to Dan Graziano. And I'll, yep, I was going to give TJ's uh, super chat a shout He's out. Gotta, 20 you bucks. can't wait for the super 20 bucks. You can't wait for the super chat segment. You got to well, get your love on yeah, this. I will say this uh, TJ gives uh, us $20, buy Sam a beer, Austin, and give him a hug. Well, Sam's uh, got quite the offer out there if anybody wants to help him move. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> we're we're throwing. I'm throwing some money around. If somebody yeah, it, wants it, to come help me move in in four degree weather today, uh, I'd appreciate it. And I'm open for business here. <laughs> yeah. So Sam's DMs on Twitter. Uh, if you have a truck and you could use a Benjamin or so, and Sam is yeah, throwing man. around offers and cash uh, to help him move in four degree weather. All right. So let's get to Dan Graziano uh, here. He has predicted the job openings. I'll just start at the top. Atlanta Falcons, Dan Graziano's prediction is Bill Belichick. All right. Carolina Panthers, Dan Graziano's Wait, whoa, whoa, prediction. All right. Hang on. I need to slow down because you said Bill Belichick and I started yeah. going, huh? Wait, Atlanta Falcons, Bill Belichick. Yes. That checks Amen. out. That feels like what's going to happen there. Yeah. They have already interviewed Bill Belichick. That came out on Monday. Carolina Panthers prediction, Brian Callahan. Okay. Now you like Brian Callahan. We'll talk about I do him like later. Brian on. Callahan. That that makes a ton of sense for Carolina, though. All right. Las Vegas Raiders. Dan Graziano's prediction. 
Antonio Pierce. You know, they should have gone. I mean, they should have gone with the interim coach the last time they fired a head coach and they didn't. Now they just fired the guy that they should have never hired and Josh McDaniel. So Antonio Pierce, that prediction there, the LA chargers, Graziano's prediction, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that I, I've heard that that's happening here in the next couple of days. It's going to be announced. Jim Harbaugh is going to be the coach of the chargers. So good for them. Go charges. Go. All right. Seattle Seahawks. Dan Graziano's prediction. Sam's buddy, Mike Vrabel. Ooh, to Seattle. I love that for him. Love that fit for him. Uh, yeah, unless the Eagles or Cowboys job comes available. I, I love that for him. I do want to say, too, one more thing about Mike Vrabel because I oh, saw okay. it in the chat. Uh, the, the Patriots didn't choose Gerard Mayo over Mike Vrabel. It was written into Gerard Mayo's contract years ago that he, like, I don't think they had the option. At least from my understanding, they, uh, but I mean, they chose to create him as the successor. So, you know, they, well, right. But he's on, and they're not going to write into Mike Vrabel's contract with the Titans that he's the successor. I am so. sure there was language in that contract that could have gotten the Patriots Maybe. out of high. I, I don't know. What, yeah. I don't and, know what that is, but I think that that language allowed the Patriots to move past all the protocol, but I'm sure there's a way that Patriots could have gotten out of that. And that would have been awful awful business that the Patriots were absolutely terrible business. If you're just giving a linebackers coach, uh, a locked up head coach position without knowing how he does. Yeah. Just like (laughs) there, there had to have been like a, you know, a create your own adventure type thing when that contract. All right. So Tennessee Titans head coach prediction from Dan Graziano of ESPN.com. Sam, you have no idea where I'm going to go with this. But Dan Graziano predicts the next Titans head coach to be Detroit Lions coordinator of defense, Aaron Glenn. Here is what Dan Graziano has to say in his write-up that published this morning on ESPN.com. My prediction for the Titans next coach, Aaron Glenn. I've been told by a couple of people close to the situation to keep an eye on Glenn as a strong candidate. The Titans are casting a wide and diverse net. And this is one of the tougher ones to call at this point. But Glenn has appeal as a former player as part of what Dan Campbell has built in Detroit and as the coordinator who graded out the best of any on either side of the ball in a recent NFLPA poll of players. He will get a head coach job sooner rather than later. And he could be the guy the Titans pick to work with GM Rankarthon on their rebuild. So that is Dan Graziano on ESPN.com with Aaron Glenn. Stam, uh, your face was that of a, uh, when I had that graphic up, but what do you think about Dan Graziato's prediction there? Yeah, this would suck. I mean, this would be, uh, I'd like to see the chat that is was celebrate Again, hate to bring my guy back up, but everybody celebrating the departure of Mike Vrabel would probably feel, uh, else like some way else if Aaron Glenn became the replacement for Mike Vrabel it's like what's Mm -hmm. the point if you're getting a less proven defensive minded head coach like you already had the guy that was that guy but like a a better version of him and Mike Vrabel um Aaron Glenn is you know, interesting there is something to what he writes there uh, and I did my breakdown um of him and ranked him ninth uh, of the 10 mm. candidates. Uh, Aaron Glenn <laughs> was my ninth choice 
to be the Titans uh, head coach. Yeah, he's really well received. Uh, that poll that he's referring to was given out by the NFLPA, where every player ranked. It, they basically what they did is they graded their own coordinators, offense, defense, special teams. They graded them on a one to ten scale, uh, and then you had results from the NFLPA over seventeen hundred players, so just about everybody in the league. Uh, and you had results that kind of showed which coordinators were best received by the players that play for them. Aaron Glenn, as he said, not only the number one defensive coordinator, but the number one coordinator in the sport in general. All that really shows you, though, Lions def defensive players love playing for Aaron Glenn. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It does show some head coaching, you know, ability there. That, that he what, get, yeah. Right. That he can get buy in and. and the locker room loves him. Uh, Mike Payton of A to Z Sports Detroit had a line where he just said, there's not a player in that locker room that doesn't respect him. But Austin, for me, that's kind of it. That's kind of where it ends with Aaron Glenn. Yeah, former player. Yeah, people like him. The Lions are 19th in the league in yards allowed. They're 23rd in points allowed. Last season, dead last in yards allowed as a defense. Uh, I mean, sure, some of this is personnel and ability. But if you're going to go the defensive route, I don't think Aaron Glenn is somebody who's jumping off the page as hire me. Uh, I, I think he's got a lot to prove still. And so this would be very, very underwhelming because of what I said, the opportunity the Titans have to do things differently this time around to go and get a worse version of Mike Vrabel as your next guy would be like, really, that's it. Yeah, and so uh, I see somebody saying that you know the the pistol Randy says the Lions have the youngest defense though. True, and, and there and, is something to that. Like I said, like they they don't have the personnel of like a an absolutely loaded defense. But and what happened that, in the playoffs too? Like right, like you know Matt Stafford threw for a bunch of yards, didn't score a bunch of points. Sure, what does that and, remind you of? And this is ultimately, goals. but. Part of that exact reason, Pistol Ramsey is like I'd like to see Aaron Glenn have another year as the defensive coordinator where the defense gets older, gets better, gets more experienced and see how does he develop his group going from dead last in the league to like 22nd in, in points and 16th in yards or whatever it is, doesn't do a ton for me. I want to know, can you run a top 10 defense? Because as we're going to get into, or as you can read about in my rankings, there are other defensive candidates on the table that have that sort of resume uh, and that have that sort of unit. And so I just think you need to prove a little bit more and you're missing out on a lot of really exciting offensive names. If this is where you go. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, there's a lot of comments to get to uh, here. A lot of you guys don't like this. Um, and I, I would, you know, I don't think many people are going to like this head coaching decision uh from the titans if that's what happened so dan graziano of espn.com uh, i'll throw it up there on the graphic again uh says uh aaron glenn is his prediction now here's the interesting thing though to, to remember he says this is one of the tougher ones to call at this point right he does admit this is very very difficult uh and i will tell you too sam because you haven't read this and we said set it up that way on purpose is that the Atlanta Falcons breakdown says Bill Belichick, but it also says 
uh, if Belichick doesn't end up in Atlanta, the candidate I have my eye on is Aaron Glenn, who has the connections with Falcons GM Terry Fontenot from their time together in New Orleans. So Aaron Glenn is a popular candidate league-wide. And I think if Aaron Glenn does get the Titans head coaching job, you're going to see positive vibes, I think, from a lot of NFL national people uh, just because he is viewed very highly across the NFL. But let's ask everybody here, how you view Aaron Glenn as a potential head coach and not just Aaron Glenn, because this is not a personal attack at not liking Aaron Glenn, but what is Aaron Glenn, a defensive coordinator, a defensive minded head coach candidate. So let's ask everybody now, what is one word to describe the Titans potentially hiring a defensive minded head coach? What is one word to describe the Titans potentially hiring a defensive minded head coach? Uh, But before we get to all of your comments, Make sure you hit that like button. We've got a lot of people watching today on the show. We don't have nearly enough likes. Hit the like button. We need it on Facebook. We need it on YouTube. The more people that like the show, the bigger the show gets. The more people in the chat, the more fun you guys can have. So hit that like button on Facebook and on YouTube. It goes a long way for us. So please uh, wrap up that like button. If you're on YouTube, you hit the exit of that live chat, live like button, then hit the live chat, pops right back up there on your phone. So do that. And uh, Sam... I'll let you go to the chat. One word to describe the Titans potentially hiring a defensive-minded head coach. What are these words flying in here? Yeah, and they're not good, as you can expect. Steven says, insane. We got screwed, regular, asinine, sad, gross, disgusting, uh, a slap, uh, maybe to the Tennessee Vols fan base, a slap in the face, uh, or no, spit in the face. That's what it is. Uh, I don't know. Irrational from Devin. Pain from Brandon. Underwhelming. Blah. Uh, let's see. We got uh, again from Lewis. We have Gamble. Uh, we have uh, Trash from Zach. Hello Ladies thinks it would be good. So he says good. Uh, the same. Foolish. Lame. Uh, a repeat. Repackaged. Disaster. Uh, one word. Balls from Nate's burner. Idiotic says Tom. Pathetic says Danny G. Uh, wrong says Roy. Um, so yeah, I, I I mean this is not what Titans fans are excited for right now. This is not what's getting them out of bed right now. Uh, there is a a sense of hope among the fan base because there's uncertainty at the head coach position. Uh, anytime, regardless, even if you think like, Hey, the Titans should have kept Mike Vrabel, they shouldn't have fired him. The fact that there is an opening and a vacancy creates opportunity, creates Mm -hmm. hope, creates a lot of buzz in the world. And I think a defensive minded head coach is a buzz kill. That's not my word, but that's a pretty good word. That's a good word. word. Honestly, I might just go with that buzz kill. Did you, have, my, did, you, did you have something else in mind? Because that that organically came out. That organically came out. So that should be what I go. Buzz kill. This is a total buzz kill. There is an opportunity in your hands. The other word I was going to think about doing was fumble because you're just fumbling the bag. You're fumbling a chance here. Um, yeah. You like what you have in your young quarterback. You are not naive to the fact that you need to switch up the way you operate as an offense and hiring a defensive head coach puts you in that same old cycle of saying, all right, but can he hire an offensive coordinator? 
That's fine. Aaron Glenn. Yep. Hey, all his players love him. Can he hire the offensive coordinator to help Will Levis? And can he do it again and again and again when they keep getting poached for other head coaching opportunities? It's a really tough spot to be in. And like it adds another element to this conversation of defensive head coaches. There are a handful of them in the NFL that are so good and so consistent because they know what they need consistently out of their supporting staff. But there's also some good defensive coaches. We'll find out if Mike Vrabel is in that bunch that are good, but just can't hire the staff around them consistently enough to win with regularity. And you leave yourself prone to that again if you hire an Aaron Glenn or any defensive mind. Yeah, and I see somebody say, "Look at D'Amico Ryan's," and and, and I'll say, "Well, well look we don't at Mike know Vrabel. D'Amico Ryan's yet. D'Amico Ryan's got the offensive coordinator right." This time, but Bobby Sloak's going to get a job somewhere. And uh, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's probably also has the fact that he's got a generational quarterback right now. That's going to help him for years. Yeah, to come. But, but he gets the benefit for making it, having CJ Stroud have one of the best, if not the best rookie campaign of any quarterback since the league merger in 1965. Right. I mean, but, but I, I said, you know, look at D'Amico's it will look at Vrabel. You know, go look at Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel yeah. was really damn good. Mike Vrabel was a coach of the year until he could not consistently hire the right offensive coordinator. Had he Ryan was... Tannehill playing like an MVP and the Titans in the AFC championship game. And people were like, look at this guy. Well, no more Matt LaFleur, no more Arthur Smith. Now what are you? And he couldn't hire the right staff. So here's here's my one word. My one word, Sam, is Dr. Thunder. <laughs> you just had Dr. Pepper. Now you're going to Dr. Thunder, and this, I'm not, again, this is not a personal attack on Aaron Glenn. This is hiring a defensive-minded head coach is firing Dr. Pepper to go buy Dr. Thunder because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense to me. It, it, you know, Dr. It, Pepper's and, better and than it's Dr. more Thunder. malleable. I don't know if Dr. Thunder's more malleable than Dr. Pepper, but that's essentially what you'd be getting, a cheaper version of Mike Vrabel. That same you thing. can control more than you can control Mike Vrabel. And it is two words, as Jonathan points out. No, it's it's a name though. It's it's Dr. Okay. Thunder. One name. It's like a sure. it's like a proper name, proper noun, Dr. Thunder. That's so it counts for my one word. Diet Vrabel is also good from Manny. <laughs> but <here>. it's <laughs> it, I don't like it's it's any defensive coordinator that gets hired feels like you're doing the same damn thing. I Sam, yesterday I was throwing shade on the show with Zach. The Buffalo Bills are spending a billion dollars to build a stadium with no roof. They're so just to build a stadium, just to have more playoff games get moved days because of ridiculous lake effect snow. Like it's the same damn thing. That's just a billion dollar dumb decision rather than a million multi million dollar dumb decision. Like you're, it's a lateral move. It's the Spider Man meme. It's Doctor Thunder. It's Sam's Cola. It's RC Cola. It's all these knockoff brands. RC it's private Cola, RC RC Cola kind of rocks. Yeah, but it's the same thing it, as Coca. Yeah, no, but it's it kind of same rocks. thing is you not know, <laughs> Pepsi's a little different. But like and Mr. P- and Mr. Mr. Pib is also, a great one too. It's also fire though. Yes, but there's no difference. Like you're just doing the same damn thing. Yeah. So why make the move in the first place? Yeah. I, I know personality and control and riff and tension and, and all that is why 
Mike Vrabel ultimately was fired. It's not about him being a defensive-minded head coach or having a bad defense. But if you've had an anemic offense for multiple seasons and you make a move and create the opportunity that I've been talking about for months, for months, ever since trading Vrabel idea was floated out there by New England media, I think hiring a defensive coordinator is taking the opportunity and pouring it right down the kitchen sink drain. It's like a, well, you just, you boiled the water to Everything put in some that great. you've been excited about. Yes. This is why Buzzkill works too, right? You yeah. have been surprising to me throughout the last couple of months, very kind of bullish on the idea of moving on from Mike Vrabel and what's yep. next for the Titans. And I've been like, really, Austin, you want to get rid? Like, but you've been bullish on it. That all yep. goes away if you don't take advantage of the opportunity to hire the offensive guy. Yeah, uh, Bork says, can you remind us again how long it's been since the Tennessee Titans scored 30 points? <clears throat> that was in... Not since I've been covering the team. It's been over two seasons. They've gone 34 consecutive games. I believe it's longer than that because the last time they did it was late in the year in the 2021 season against the Miami Dolphins when they beat the Dolphins like 31 or 34 to 3. Uh, and, and it was a rainy day in Nissan Stadium. Tua just got mauled. Uh, much like he did in Kansas City, and the Dolphins couldn't do anything. The Titans dominated them from start to finish. But over, over, it's about 35, 36 games since that's happened. And I, <clears throat> Aaron Glenn, I think, is going to get a head coaching job. And I understand that there could be some good opportunity with Aaron Glenn or some of these other D coordinator names. It's just a complete whiff of an opportunity if that's the direction the Titans go. Yeah, there's really only one guy that you can sell me on. I, I mean, I have I have actually individual articles up on a to z sports.com about two different defensive names. Uh that one I consider to be high floor uh, and the biggest high floor option the Titans could go with, even though that name is one that I know won't make fans very happy, uh, just off name alone. And yeah. the other one is actually the okay. most dominant defensive name. Well, let's get to that because, Sam, you had your top 10 rankings uh, of the candidates uh, that uh, have been requested to interview by the Tennessee Titans. So let's get to Sam's top 10 rankings. We'll find out where some of these D coordinator names are. You've already mentioned Aaron Glenn is ninth on your top 10 rankings, so that's not high uh, in your opinion. But first, Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. They are ranking number one, number two, number three, all you need for your equipment needs in Middle Tennessee. Krebs Kubota, why I go one, two, three? Because they have three locations across the mid-state, uh, and that can fit whatever your geographical needs are in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. They are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry, also the best warranties in the industry with Krebs and with the Kubota line. So make sure you get the right stuff at the right price for your situation. Maybe you don't need to buy. Maybe you just have a certain project, you're like, I gotta tackle this thing when it's not four degrees outside. I've gotta make sure that I, I take care of this massive project that's been hanging over my head for all of fall and winter when it's been cold. You can rent that equipment with Krebs Kubota and they can help you make it happen for yourself as well online at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM. That's the king of sports books, and you can use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. 
to get up to $1,500 back in the form of a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, If your first bet loses, no worries. You get a second chance to win big with that wager amount going back into your account in the form of a bonus bet so you can try again. Uh, That's the best way to do sports betting during the NFL playoffs is with the king of sportsbooks. So sign up with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, so Sam, you have ranked all 10 of these candidates on a to z sports.com should i throw it in the um, chat should i throw yeah the link go ahead the you chat? can yeah go ahead and throw the link in the chat for everybody to check out while they're watching the show uh but you kind of mentioned um here of two coordinator names two defensive minded names that you kind of feel like would be okay you have aaron glenn at nine but where were you taking the conversation here uh about these other defensive coordinator names yeah, well, the, the two other guys, well, one, uh, I'm out on Antonio Pierce. You can read a lot of extensive thoughts about why uh, on that ranking uh, article. There was actually another separate article for a number of these defensive guys mm-hmm. and, and my thoughts on them. The high floor one I'm referring to is Dan Quinn, who – Titans fans are going to feel some type of way about. They are correct to feel some type of, of way about it. He doesn't really get you much, any more excited than Mike Vrabel would. He's a guy who has won in the past and been on a playoff run in the past, but has <clears throat> kind of kind of tapered off to the end of his career. Uh, I would just say the thing about Dan Quinn is that he has consistently coached a top five defense or a top 10 defense with the Cowboys in three years as the defensive coordinator there, he has won before. Uh, And so if you're looking at, again, getting a guy who is a high floor, I think you know what you're getting in Dan Quinn. And I do think he can be a good head coach. There's a reason I would put him as the number one second chance guy out there of guys who have Mm -hmm. had a job before and taken a hiatus and now might be coming back. Um, Not my favorite choice. I had him number six, uh, but you could do worse than Dan Quinn at the end of the day. Uh, but the the most interesting name for defensive guys is going to be Mike McDonald, the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator. Uh, just some numbers for you, Austin. This straight out of an article I wrote on McDonald. Uh, in 2021, he went from John Harbaugh in the Ravens, where he was working as an assistant, to Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. Michigan allowed 17.4 points per game the year he was there. It was a top 10 defense in the country and the fewest points the program had allowed in six seasons. Uh, three of his defensive players were then picked in the top 45 of the 2022 NFL draft. Wink Martindale was uh, parted ways with the Ravens following the 2021 season. They were 19th in points allowed in 2021. Then Mike McDonald comes, takes over the play calling responsibilities. Important to note that he calls the defense for Baltimore. They go to a top three defense in 2022, allowing 18 points per game. And this season, they were the number one defense. They allowed 16.5 points per game. Uh, they they led the league in sacks. They led the league in passer rating allowed. And their opponents scored less than 20 points 11 different times. If you're going to go with a defensive head coach, I think Mike McDonald is that younger, really, really bright defensive mind that has proven that he can run an elite defensive scheme. Uh, he gets very creative 
with his coverages uh, and uh, this Jadavion Clowney. Mike puts us in a great position to make plays. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy knows what he's doing out out there lining us up. So when you have a coach like that, when the quarterbacks pump the ball, it gives us extra time to get there. We're just going out and making the plays he puts us in a position to make. So I, I think this is an interesting name. He's my number five candidate, one, two, three, and four, all offense, no shocker, yep. but he's the top defensive guy. All right. I See, I actually think if I, and I, again, I do not want the Titans to go with a defensive minded head coach. You have Aaron Glenn ninth on your list. I would have Aaron Glenn as the number one defensive candidate on my list. Really? Yes. I, I'm I think, curious what makes him stand out to you outside of it's the, his flexibility, I think is a big deal here because Alex Anzalone of the lions talked about Aaron Glenn and how they have switched schemes based on the personnel that Aaron Glenn has been given. And, and Aaron Glenn's a defensive coordinator. He is nowhere near, nowhere near roster control and deciding factors of who they bring in, right? Like there are so many levels of people making decisions above Aaron Glenn on roster control to just for Aaron Glenn, like I want to run this defensive scheme. And like, Aaron, you're a D coordinator. We'll give you what we want to go get right. And the fact that he has gone from three, four to four, three because of the guys he's had in the room and it's, worked and it's gotten better. I think that's a big deal. So it's not trying to fit square peg peg round hole who for whoever was saying I was thinking of my next analogy. It's not about that. It's about seeing who you got in the room and honestly doing what's best with those players. And Aaron Glenn's one of his calling cards is that exactly is to be able to adapt. I'm not saying Mike McDonald can't or won't or wouldn't, but I like Aaron Glenn as a defensive-minded head coach. I don't like a defensive-minded head coach for the Tennessee Titans. It's pretty simple. So Aaron Glenn would have been behind all – I don't even know if there's an offensive-minded guy that I would have a defensive-minded guy ahead of. Like, I, I know you've had there, – there's, there's a couple of them. For me Brian Johnson, right? Brian Johnson, Johnson and Mike Kafka I have Mike below yeah, okay. Dan Quinn right. and uh, and Mike McDonald. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want – I don't want Mike anything to do with Mike Kafka. Reasonable. Uh, yeah, he's pretty low on the list for me as well. Mike Kafka uh, might be the lowest. You sold me on why no Antonio Pierce. Now, John's asked, why is Brian Johnson um, below some of these defensive coordinators? So you've got, just to go through your rankings, you've got I mean, Do we want to lay out the full rankings? On no, the no not th- I'm just going to start the back, right? Because the back is fine. People have the link. They can go check it out in the chat. So you've got uh, Antonio Pierce, 10, Aaron Glenn, 9, Kafka's 8, right? Yep. Then you have Brian Johnson at 7. Then you've got two defensive names ahead of Brian Johnson and Kafka before you just said your top four are offensive. So why do you have Brian Johnson behind those two defensive coordinator names? Anything Philly right now has a lot of stink to me. Um, right. to it anything that tapered off as significantly 
as the Eagles did, uh, I think is worrisome. I, I I do like Brian Johnson's experience. Brian Johnson, for, Philly, for everybody confused. Yeah, Brian Johnson, Philly, coordinator. Ben Johnson, Lions. Um, But he's not a play caller. He's a first-year offensive coordinator. The Eagles offense got significantly worse this season with him, call, uh, with him as the OC versus Shane Steichen uh, just a year ago. Um, and then we all obviously all saw that they have, I believe it was five different times after December 1st, they scored uh, less than, tw- or maybe even single digit points. Like they, they yeah. have completely fallen off a cliff here down the stretch. Um, and so Brian Johnson is just extremely unproven. He is very young, but, uh, and, and there are some other guys his age. I believe he's 36 years old right now. Uh, but I, I think he's somebody who, I would need to see some more development and progress from Jalen Hurts before I'm fully uh, in on the idea that Brian Johnson can be the head coach that has answers for a young quarterback. Jalen Hurts got worse with his tutelage this year. Um, And so he has worked heavily, heavily, heavily at the collegiate level throughout his coaching career, done a lot of really impressive things in college. Can he do it at the NFL? I need to see more. Uh, and I would avoid this Eagles coaching staff right now until I see something different, right? But I mean, I, you've well, got Eagles he, players coming out being like the coaching yeah, but sucks. I, I don't think that's Brian Johnson. I think that's sure. more Nick. I think it's Nick Sirianni is where the tension is because what Shane Steichen do in year one with Indy with Gardner Minshew, not even the plan of Anthony Richardson. Like Shane Steichen did a good well, job. But we, maybe that's the seen, point, right? I didn't have an issue with Philly. Didn't have a coaching problem last year. You lose your two coordinators and now everything is disconnected. Yeah, but everything was great last year with Philly. Philly also had a ton of injuries. Then there's Nick Sirianni, apparently not handling winning and losing well it's easier to figure out how to get through the antics when you're winning a lot of games but when you stop winning games and the antics flip and they continue now what does it mean <clears throat> i don't think it's a brian johnson problem necessarily i think it's a nick look, sirianni thing but yeah and, and and still like you look at the eagles offensive coordinator position over the last eight years has pumped out good head coaches Mm-hmm. You know, I still think Frank Reich is a good head coach. Got done dirty in Carolina. Shane Steichen's doing pretty well uh, right now. And there's been some other Doug Peterson obviously is doing well uh, too. So no, I think, I think uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is, uh, you could do worse than hiring Brian Johnson. I will be skeptical, uh, but intrigued if that's the name the Titans end up landing on. I just think, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty around him right now. I I need to see more before I'd feel good about it as a hire. I I might be intrigued, but I wouldn't feel good about it. Um, And when you're talking about a a one-year coordinator that doesn't call plays, there's just a lot to prove. I have more. So why is Dan Quinn and Mike McDonald ahead of him? Uh, I have more confidence that both of those guys could go somewhere and at least be a solid head coach and, and a, a winner than I do Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, I think, has more flop ability than a Dan okay. Quinn or a Mike McDonald. Um, and MB had this comment earlier that I actually saved where he said, being a coordinator has nothing to do with being a head coach. That additional year would do nothing. I believe he was referring to uh, Aaron Glenn. Um 
me believing Aaron Glenn needs to have an extra year. Uh, and, and to some extent, you're correct, right? Coordinating doesn't directly translate to being a head coach. Uh, there's so many other variables that go into being a head coach. But uh, I think experience calling plays is certainly something the Titans should be looking for if they go offense. Um, and I think, or, or at least experience having your hands on an offense and innovating an offense, right? There are some really good candidates that aren't the primary play caller, but have contributed to offenses innovating. I, how, what has Brian Johnson innovated in Philadelphia and improved the Eagles defense? I don't see that in him. And so that's why he's down on the list. Fair. All right. So Kane has a super chat that actually is a perfect lead into what I was going to ask you next, Sam about your coaching rankings. You you rank the 10 candidates on A2ZSports.com. I will uh, once again paste the link right here in the chat. So if you want to read it while you're watching, do so right there. Sam's uh, article ranking the 10 candidates, all 10 candidates uh, on the Titans interview request list. Uh, so I want to ask you this question, Sam, and then I'll read. Uh, I'll go ahead and read the super chat because it goes basically right into the question. Kane says, According to Austin, uh, if the Titans are the fourth best, best option, then who is the fourth best option for head coach with the fans' top three gone? How is he better than Vrabel? So along the lines of Sam, I was going to ask you, what is your I'm okay with the higher cutoff with your rankings? So what is your level of I'm okay with that higher cutoff in your rankings? But first, I want to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z is uh, where you should go for your new health plan because uh, Farm Bureau Health Plan has been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. And regardless of your situation, your family situation, maybe you're single, entrepreneur, independent contractor that doesn't have benefits through their employer, Farm Bureau Health Plans is the right place to go to get you in early, healthy, and young to build on that with your health plan for life. Uh, across the entire state of Tennessee, Farm Bureau Health Plans can take care of you at health, dental, Vision, uh, again, they've been doing it for 75 plus years, and they've also supported the community, whether that's the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Volunteers, high schools across the state, youth sports leagues across the state. You see that Farm Bureau Health Plans logo just about everywhere you go uh, across Tennessee. They can help you save money and get a better health plan coverage for you. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Today's show powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports to sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Whatever that wager amount is that you play on your first bet, if your bet loses, it can go back into your account in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,500 when you sign up using that bonus code. So whenever you're playing and doing some sports betting during the NFL playoffs, make sure you're doing it with the king of sports books and BetMGM, BetMGM.com. All right, so I, I copied and pasted the link into the chat again, uh, and then Kane asked that, according to Austin, uh, the Titans are the fourth best job, which is going back to Zach and I's conversation yesterday where I had the Titans fourth of seven jobs, but I had different buckets, right? Like I think the Falcons and the Seahawks are a job ahead of the Titans in my rankings, but it's better suited for a veteran head coach on a, a second or third 
head coaching opportunity, not necessarily a young head coach, first time head coach. Yeah. Uh, there. Well, that's what I find really interesting about this because you could ask me straight up who's the fourth best option, right? But you're assuming that the teams ahead of you are playing in the same pool as you, right? Yes. Like the LA chargers are arguably a better job than the Titans for the simple fact that they have Justin Herbert at quarterback. and Which was the entirety Titans. of yesterday's show, because and I had the Chargers behind the Titans. <laughs> I, I think I would put the, I would absolutely put the Chargers ahead of the Titans because of Justin Herbert and job stability. And uh, that's the other thing with Amy Adams Strunk having this little teeter totter is, you know, how committed is she going to be to this next guy? If I am a head coach right now, I'm looking at the Titans ownership and their organizational structure going nightmare. I don't want to get involved in that. Any, anyways, um, if the chargers are one of those teams you have ahead of them, right? They're playing in the Jim Harbaugh pool. The Falcons are playing in the Bill Belichick pool. The Seahawks could be going for a Dan Quinn or a Mike Vrabel or uh, somebody of that nature. And so I don't think, as many of these teams are looking at the same young offensive minded guys that Titans fans are hoping they do for sure. And by the way, I'm with Billy uh, Vrabel had six years. And so like as much flipping flopping as you say, Amy Adam shrunk did wow. over the last couple of months, um, six years was the longest head coaching tenure of anybody hired in the 2018 coaching cycle. Yeah. How, how and six Mark years is a long time. How, how much how much of a chance did Mike Munchak get? Well, Mike Munchak wasn't uh, controlled by Amy Adams Strunk. That was before her reign of Titans controlling owner. She it's took just, over. It's what they do a little bit. No, it's not what a Amy took over and fired. Kenyon wasn't fast because the dude was a jerk walking around like an a hole in the facility. And oh, also I didn't, I didn't mean Munch I meant Mike Malarkey. I'm sorry, Mike not Malarkey. Munch well, again, that he was an interim coach. He was an interim coach that got promoted. Interim to coach that won a playoff game. game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So, Sam, I asked you the question, and I'm you don't have to give your entire rankings away because I know we want yeah. people to go read your article because you wrote a lot of words, a lot of good stuff in your article on a to z sports.com, and I've already uh, pasted that in there. Uh, so, where is your cutoff for I'm okay with the hire? Like, give me the name and the number of their ranking that you're cool with. That's the floor of, yeah, I'm okay with that. You don't have to love it, but you can say, I understand. I I'm okay with that. Let's okay. see how it plays out. Right. So I, I guess, yeah, I would, I think there's a significant drop off from, I would say number three to number four. I think there's a significant step down. I think there's okay. a top three and then everybody else kind of somewhere. Uh, but I would be okay with the number four name on my list, which is Thomas Brown, uh, which is the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator that I think uh, is underrated. And uh, there's more that meets the eye with Thomas Brown. And, and the reason I find him fascinating and something that I would be okay with is because of his experience behind Sean McVay with the Los Angeles Rams and with the style of offense that Sean McVay ran. I will also add, this is a former running back, Rand Carthon, a former running back. 
Rand Carthon connected to the Los Angeles Rams. Did not overlap with Thomas Brown, but Thomas Brown also connected with the Los Angeles Rams. Brown was a former running back coach. He has experience as a tight ends coach. He now has experience one year as an offensive coordinator. And yes, the Panthers offense was atrocious. The talent was also atrocious. And there was very little continuity because the head coach and quarterback coach both got fired uh, like six weeks into his year as the offensive coordinator. So that puts him in a bad spot uh, off the jump. But uh, I find him interesting because of the LA Rams style of offense that I mentioned that has really rejuvenated Matthew Stafford's career by airing it out, by taking deep shots, by utilizing a lot of play action and marrying the run game to the pass game. Um, Matt Stafford led the league in 2021 in 30 plus yard completions and in air yards per attempt. He was second this year in 30 plus yard completions. They like to throw it deep. They've done it both years. He's been healthy with the Rams. Um, And by the way, that's Will Levis coded right there. The Rams offense is so Will Levis coded that they hired Liam Cohen to be their offensive coordinator fresh off of Kentucky and the success that he had with Will Levis. He went in in 2022 It didn't work out, but there were injuries all over that offense, including to the quarterback in Matthew Stafford, where he's dealing with John Wolford and uh, late season Baker Mayfield, who doesn't know the playbook. That's what, you know, Liam Cohen was given to work with. I'm, I'm fascinated by Thomas Brown, though. I think paired with the right offensive coordinator, he's a guy who knows all about executing the run game and how to marry that with the pass game, how to use play action to help a quarterback. He's learned from a lot of very good coaches, one of them being Sean McVay. And if you go back to his college coaching days, he is the same guy that coached Melvin Gordon when he put up the second highest single season rushing total in college football history, then went to Georgia and was the running backs coach there for Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle when they went crazy and won 11 games with the Bulldogs. I think there's more to this guy than just, okay. oh, Panthers OC. And so I'd be okay with him. So, so your top four names, those are your anything other than this, you're not happy with it. Yeah, I'm going to be disappointed if it's somebody off of that list. I mean, we've okay. kind of been over, I mean, we went over number five, right? Mike McDonald, a defensive name who, I really have zero issues with other than the fact that he's a defensive coach. And if you come out with a defensive coach, it's going to be a buzzkill and it's going to be underwhelming. It doesn't really matter who it is unless you're going and getting right. The, I don't know, Bill Belichick, right? Some defensive guy that is already like, you know, top notch, it's going to be underwhelming. And then the other offensive names, the Brian Johnson's, the Mike Kafka's, Uh, those guys just don't do it for me. And I really need to see more. So I think there's four that they've interviewed that I'd be okay with three that I would feel good about two that I'd feel good about two. That's the tease to go read the top three. There's only two that I feel good about. There's one that I think is boom or bust, but I'd be excited for. And then there's, you know, Thomas Brown who I'm just okay with. Yeah, uh, Ben, weird energy from Ben. All these names are just names Austin and Sam are trying to convince themselves because they won't admit Amy ruined the franchise by flying Grable. 
This yeah, is, is my it? burner. <laughs> this is my like, burner. Ben, do you pay attention? Like Sam went to war last week all over social media about how firing Rabel was the wrong move. But I yeah. I think it was the right move. And I've said that. And I put Zach in a blender on Monday for being flip-floppy like Sam thinks Amy was. So my, uh, come on, Ben. My my answer to Ben is simply, uh, I think it's the wrong move. I think they're going to regret it. I'm betting on Mike Vrabel to go and win big elsewhere. I absolutely think that. But it doesn't change the fact that he's not the head coach here anymore. And the world keeps turning. The world rotates yeah. here. And we're going to wake up in the fall, and there's going to be Tennessee Titans football, and there's going to be a head coach that's not named Mike Vrabel. And guess what our job is? is to talk about what's going on with the team, not what has existed with the team in the past. We can sit here and do a show all we want about the 2020 Titans or what went wrong against the Bengals after the 2021 season, but the world keeps moving, baby. And, and so it, yeah, we're talking about the these coordinators, and he says they're obsolete. Well, that's yeah. why we're talking about them, and you yeah. don't know about them. We're informing you because one of them is going to be the head coach of your favorite football team there, Ben. Yes. There's a reason why Sam's doing this is because there are 10 names that the Tennessee Titans have requested for interviews. We're not picking names out of a hat here. This <laughs> no, is who they they've interviewed. Yes. We're going off of who they are talking to for their job. So Ben, I, if you don't know who these names are because they're obsolete, then you better because the Titans are probably going to hire one of these 10 guys. And, and so, if, they, if they go interview an 11th, guess who we're going to talk about? Him. <laughs> like, we're going to go talk about him on the show as ben. well. Just for Ben and everybody, anybody like Ben that doesn't know who these guys are because it's fair to not, there's Sam's link. Go learn about it because, Sam, you did a great job with this. You have 10 names that are not connected to the Titans other than the interview requests. You took a lot of, like, if you want to know about Brian Callahan, then you have a, our Bengals writer to tell you about it. The Lions guys, you have our Lions writer to tell you about it. On on down the list, there's backlinks to people that have covered these coaches and teams that helped Sam put his thoughts together. So there you go. Um, um, and so, yeah, real Ashley asked this. I find this interesting because I did mention it briefly. Do we think there's another request out there for the Titans, or is are these the names? Are these the candidates? I think this is it. That's my that that would be my, you know, force well, me to answer that. Name- then why haven't they requested it? Which point? is my thought process too, right? Like you can put in a request to inter- uh, clearly because we just went over, right? Four of these guys are still active and in, in the playoff hunt. Um, and so you, you're able to put in a request for somebody that's still alive. Why not submit that interview request if it was coming? Like Thomas Brown yeah. trickling out a couple days after, that's fine. But I, I can see a world where the Titans wanted to cast a wide net. They came away with a comprehensive list of 10 names that they're like, all right, here's the pool. I would say, Ashley, I'm leaning towards no more requests coming. It's one of these guys. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree on that. And uh, just to give Ben some credit here. Um, maybe, maybe as Nate says, if somebody gets fired, like a McCarthy or Sirianni or somebody, sure they could request to interview somebody that becomes available. That's always a a possibility. Yeah. Uh, Ben comes back and says, uh, I've been a a fan. Where to go? Austin. I've been a fan of the Titans since missed by the game by one yard. I've been in this for a while and the Titans finally had a respected head coach who gave them credibility. 
Yeah, that's true. But then you know what? Jeff Fisher had credibility. Jeff Fisher was on the competition committee. Jeff Fisher was hired by the Rams to help them relocate to LA because he's good at what he does. And he gave the Titans credibility. And so did Mike Vrabel. But you know what? When Mike Vrabel's out here reportedly going and being uncooperative and and having you know a tantrums about lack of control and lack of power and not working well with Rand and Amy and him having a a, a, a borderline narcissist off, then then I'm sorry, you got the owner is going to win that battle. Go read the reporting. Go read what Buck said. Mike Vrabel the thought he could bring a knife. <sighs> yeah, Mike Vrabel thought he could bring a knife to a fight with a billionaire. Ain't gonna happen. Mike Vrabel lost in that. Mike Vrabel got a little over his skis, got a little too confident in himself, and uh, lost because he doesn't have as much money or control as as one of 32 people that own an NFL franchise in the, on planet Earth. So, sorry, Ben, but that's just what's going to happen. That's You like the team more than the coach. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, the owners always win. Uh no better example of that than what happened to Mike Vrabel here. If if you're not on the same page as your owner, um, doesn't really matter how good of a coach you are. That's the one person you need to make happy. That's who you work for. It's your employer. So that's uh, it's how how the cycle of the workforce works. And uh, you know it's why Mike Vrabel is currently unemployed. Even if you and I believe he can win for a different employer. And as much as that would suck for the Titans, it it is the unfortunate reality of sports fandom out there. Hey, I know this. I'm a Chicago sports fan. We've been over. I'm tortured by this. You are at the mercy of your owner at all times. how, How good of an owner you have, you're the owner's willingness to spend money and owner's willingness to operate and do things the right way and run a competent organization is in control of millions and millions of people's happiness. It's reality. It sucks, but it's the truth. And Titans fans, whether they like it or not, are at the mercy of Amy Adams Strunk. All right, Sam, it's time. Trivia time. I'm pumped. I have... I got to say real quick, before we get to Wilson County, Eddie, I haven't even done trivia since I have been on the morning show doing trivia last. So I'm like personally me, excited to me get either. back. We didn't do trivia last week no, because it was like, the day after rugby. Yeah, yeah. Typically, the, the what we use for this trivia here on Wednesdays is something that I do a couple times a week because they have oh, one every day. So okay. I'll do it for myself. I haven't done anything since the last time we did it on the show. And so I'm like pumped up to be back this is exciting i see he's trying to keep your uh mass up mat face mashups uh sharp all right wilson getting hyundai.com for all of your new vehicles check them out online or in lebanon uh wilson county hyundai.com sam uh let's get to trivia time there we go oh it's celebrity mashups it's good to be back i uh i will pick the first category, and I will have somebody from the chat pick the second category. I will start because I've been snowed in the last couple of days. Snacks and candy has been on my mind a lot. Snacks and candy uh, is the first. Yeah, I've been eating. I have been eating really bad. Actually, my meals have been very good, but I have also been. I bought a big thing of drumsticks, classic. 
like <laughs> maybe gone. maybe the number one frozen treat out there is a drumstick. Uh, I've been eating a lot of those because I have a big box of them, and I, you know, like you said, we're snowed in. Reading the question nice and slow as Lou Man suggests, packaged in an orange box with a blue font logo, this hard candy is made in the shape, color, and flavor of fruits. Hmm. Orange box. Okay, well, hard candy is throwing me off because I, oh wait, in the in the shape of fruits, because I was originally going to say like a high chew or something. I was thinking like, like, you know, hard candy. No, but yeah, high chews are not Oh, I'm also going to Austin. I don't know how you're doing runs. this, but I'm going to stay on my tab with trivia open so that I'm not looking at chat and yeah. you maybe don't look at chat and then we can kind of talk and then okay. look at all of the chat answers after they've trickled in. It's, I, it's it. I, well, we can do that moving forward, but runs is the correct answer. And you I had haven't it. had run in so long. Who had that first? That that I've I've oh, heard of runs. I've definitely had runs, but I don't like. I can't say I can picture the box in my head though. Yeah, I can now. Uh, like if you yeah. would have, if you would have asked me, I probably would have said like the banana aftertaste. Not great. Run every other no, runs. That one stinks. The banana stinks. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, Man. where are we going? Uh, next, uh, it was Titans. Kyle was the first with movies. Titans. Kyle had movies first. So I'll hide the chat so we can see what we got here. New girl actors, Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans jr. Play two best friends who pretend to be part of the LAPD in this 2014 action comedy featuring Rob Riggle and Nina Dobrev. No clue. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, don't really watch a ton of comedy movies. I enjoy Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans. Uh, but since we don't know, let's go ahead and look at the chat and let's be cops. Kevin Leonard, yeah. Matt, never heard of it. Orlando. Yeah, people are all over it. Let's be cops. I think I've heard of it. I've just this is not uh we got a few Jake. people guessing white girls or white chicks white chicks no people are that saying is, white that is, people are saying other, white girls but it's that's white marlon wayans that's diff, different not wayans. damon wayans it's marlon wayans uh but good movie and it's white <laughs> chicks of course yeah people are saying white girls in the uh yeah, chat all right so next uh let's go with music uh music all right here we go since 2019 this rapper slash singer has dropped multiple top 10 hits such as Say So, Need to Know, Kiss Me More, and Paint the Town Red. Austin, do you know this one? I do know no, this one. I don't right now, and it's really bugging me because I feel like Why I don't should. you say so? Didn't even notice. Do you know it now? Nope. Mm -mm. Sorry. Oh. Your, your rendition well, didn't help at all. Well, yeah, it's probably because I don't quite sound like Doja Cat. Doja Cat might not sound alike in our uh, singing voice, but that is the right answer. Everybody in the chat is on it. There's a lot of people. Uh, and Dylan says, never again. No, it's going to happen. Uh, it's never again. It's going to happen again just about every time. Uh, I will always be singing the song that it refers to in the question. Sorry about it. 
Let's go with television. Jaleel White portrayed the character Steve Urkel on this sitcom that ran on ABC and CBS from 1989 to 1998. Sam, do you know this one? I I actually don't. I'm very familiar <laughs> with Steve Urkel. I, I, you I, don't I know can, what the you don't know I what the name is. Steve about. Urkel. I can see Steve Urkel. Uh, I didn't watch television back in 1998. So, uh, no, yeah, you, I don't were... I don't know the name of the show. I don't watch, like I said before, I don't watch comedies. That goes for television and movies. Well, the chat's all over it because it's Family Matters. Family Matters. Yep, heard of yep. it. And we're getting a lot of people going, did I do that? Which was uh, Steve Urkel's catchphrase. It's funny. Um, Steve Urkel's hilarious. I've seen clips. I've just, you know. All right, celebrity mashup time. David says, how can I claim to be a Chicago guy and not know family members? There are far more, what? Far, far other, like, different things that are more synonymous with Chicago than family matters. I wouldn't exactly consider that, like, a synonymous with Chicago well, It's show. also literally before your time, so. Yeah, but, I mean, even you stuff before my time. Like, I love the Blues Brothers and stuff like that, but, like, that yeah. is something that is – that's a Chicago staple there. Family matters. I don't think most people associate with Chicago, uh, right. but celebrity mashup time. Who is this? I've got oh, it. I've got, I've got it. The outside's Jane Lynch. I, yeah. Jane Lynch is the outside. The inside is Robert Downey Jr. No, it's not. Or not, not Robert Downey Jr. It's uh. Oh, wait, who is that? It's, uh, no, it's, uh, people are saying Clooney. It is Clooney. Yeah, it is Clooney. I, I don't know why I said Robert Don Jr. No, that's absolutely George Clooney and it's Jane Lynch. Man, that is Daniel Ocean Clooney. right there. That is Daniel I Ocean. I guess I haven't seen George Clooney recently. Just old George Clooney, um, pictures. Yeah, that's that is a, a Daniel Ocean face. Um, absolutely. All right, let's go Major League Baseball. Let's go. From 2002 to 2010, this Rays outfielder made four All Star teams and led the AL in both triples and stolen bases four times. I've got it. One of my favorites of this era, actually. Underrated player. Well, maybe not underrated. Played for the Rays back when they were the Devil Rays at first. Got a big old contract from the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox. Carl Crawford. Yeah. Carl Crawford, Carl Red Crawford. Sox turned Dodger, uh, but, you know, flopped at the back end of his career because of uh, because of some injuries. Didn't live up to the contract, but hey. Tampa Bay Rays, Carl Croft. Tampa Bay Devil Rays, Carl Crawford. Different breed. Uh, Love nice. watching him play ball. Yeah. Uh, history. Uh, history. A famous erroneous Chicago Tribune headline declared this former New York governor as having defeated Harry S. Truman in the 1948 presidential elections. And I, I, I do know this one. You do, because it's I, Chicago. I do. <laughs> 
This is probably something you were taught in high school. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, there's schools in the area that, uh, are named after this individual. Right, uh, I believe cool. there's one, which is odd because he's a New York governor, but, uh, yeah, it is, uh, Dewey beats Truman. I think Dewey defeats Truman or Dewey beat. I think it's Dewey beats Truman is the, uh, headline. Uh, so, uh, Thomas Dewey, I, I believe it is a Thomas E Dewey, right? Not yep. George Dewey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. College football. Um, okay, let's see. College football. Jaquiz Rogers, Bears legend, won Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year in 2008 as a freshman and totaled 4,900 yards from scrimmage for this school from 2008 to 2010. Beast. I do know this one. Yeah, beast. Absolute dog. Give the chat some time. I see one correct answer. Uh, first on it is, oh, Justin says he went to high school with quiz. That's such That's a fun, cool. also great nickname quiz yep. quiz is just sick. Uh, and it is Oregon state for Jaquiz Rogers. Oh yeah. That was a fun, fun, uh, era of Oregon state. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Justin says his brother, James, you had, you had Jaquiz and James that wrecking the pack. In at the time. All right, NFL wrap-up trivia. In January of 2020, this AFC team up 21 to nothing over Kansas City after the first quarter of the divisional round, but trailed <laughs> by halftime and lost 51-31. I was just watching the highlights of this game the other what? day. For you, what reason? I was just like, I, I you know, I had the memory. Because you had COVID? looking for stuff to do it actually might have been before I, I don't know i had the memory of it and i was just kind of like how the heck did they do that My, <laughs> and I, this this question could also be the team that cost the tennessee titans a chance to go to the super bowl yeah, that could be an alternate question for the same answer yeah yeah um i guess the spin zone of that is I don't know. Here's a, yes. we'll put in the, the Houston Titans. Would have beaten the Houston Texans. Well, let's put in the, the proposition. Let's just put it out into the ether. You are the Titans having just defeated the Baltimore the Ravens. Ravens to yeah. go to the AFC championship game. You are mm -hmm. awaiting the winner of chiefs Texans. You feel better about your chance to beat the Texans, yes. but are you rooting for the Texans? Because the, here's here's what I would pose. You are then in like a kamikaze situation. You're either beating the Texans to go to the Super Bowl, which is the highest of all highs. They were, they were going to, the or, I, they were going to beat the Houston Texans. I get what you, I, I understand. There what is saying. a level of like, well, at least if we play the Chiefs and we beat the Chiefs, fantastic. If we play the Chiefs and we lose to the Chiefs, all right, we lost to the Chiefs. But they if you were lose going, to the Texans, you've lost ownership of your own franchise. They were going to beat the Houston Texans. There is zero doubt. Oh, I'm just mind. curious what Amanda says. She wanted the Texans. I take it you wanted the Texans. I was uh, watching that. I was literally, the, the question that we just answered, the Texans up three touchdowns on the Chiefs in the first quarter is when I said, we get to go to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, like, the they, Titans they, might they, go to the Super Bowl. They, <laughs> no, no, I did not say the Titans might. I'm saying A to Z, like Zach and we I. Get to we go to the Super Bowl. get to go to the Super Bowl. In the first quarter of that game, I was like, it's done. The Titans are beating the Texans, and we're going to get to go cover the Super Bowl. I mean, I guess so. So the the flip side of this, because I've lived this, 2011, the Chicago Bears got the bye in the NFC. They beat the Seahawks in the divisional round, and they were awaiting the the winner of Eagles Packers, and the Packers barely made the playoffs. They limped in, and you did not really want to see the Philadelphia Eagles. And so there was a level where I was like, oh, good. The Packers won. We can beat the Packers. We did it twice this year. But losing to the Packers in the NFC Championship game, which is exactly what it. they did, what you're saying. was, the Titans were was going, the far Titans worse had, than anything else. The Titans had that Texans team number that year. Okay. They were going to beat them. They were going to beat them. All right, guys. Hey, because we went 100% in trivia, you get 40% off all of our merch at shop.a-to-zsportsnational.com. It's cold out there. It is freezing cold out there, which means, you know what you should do? Go get yourself one of the pullovers. It's not right there on the graphic, uh, but I will uh, uh, drop the link in the chat for our A to Z pullovers that are amazing. I loved wearing the A to Z pullover uh, when it got cold at Acme this uh, season on the roof up there. So go check that out, shop.a-to-zsportsnational.com and, uh, the A to Z pullover, 40% off there. Was I too amped up today? Steven thinks I was too amped up today. I don't think you were too amped. Were you actually, were, were you, you were definitely looking forward to this because it's been a while because well, of I had your my, COVID. I did, I did have an extra cup of coffee this morning. That's, oh, hey, that makes sense. hand okay. up did happen. Uh, <laughs> but I also am like, I think I'm riding the high. You ever hear people say like, when you're sick, that first day when you're like not sick anymore is a, I don't know. You just start feeling like you got a little extra life in you. I Maybe. think I'm, I'm, you know, dealing with that a little bit. I, well, I didn't realize I was. No, I, I don't think you were too amped up. I just think you're excited. You haven't gotten to really talk about this coaching search with the morning show audience in a long, ever. Really, you haven't done it yet. I literally was looking at my Twitter feed yesterday and I'm like, I haven't put out a tweet in five days. This is weird. Yeah. Like I've just yeah, you been were, MIA. You were down so. bad. For a few days, I I would text you and I would not get a response for like seven hours later because I knew you were. I was asleep. Sleeping. I was <laughs> like, hey, hey, Sanka, you dead yet? And just waiting <laughs> for a long time. They have okay. All right, he's yeah. alive. Right, Lucas, uh, no, I drink black coffee and I chug it in the morning, which is probably wildly unhealthy or very healthy. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know what's better. But every uh, before every show, it's all right, Sam. You ready to go live? He's like, yeah, hold on, just go, 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 coffee. Yeah. Done. All right, let's go. That's it. All right, it, guys. It hits me around the 20-minute mark. Ready to go. <laughs> That'll do it for us. If you haven't read it yet, go read it. A to Z sports.com. It's also going to all over our social media. Sam's rankings of the top 10 candidates, the 10 candidates uh, for the Titans head coaching search. So make sure you check that out. Also, like the show before you head out of here. Way more people always watch rather than like. So if you like the show, man, if we could only have Everybody that watches hit that like button. That would be great. Why not like it? It's not going to take anything away from you. Hit that like button, please, for us. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday. Appreciate it as always.